Hello, and thank you for calling the Supernatural Protection Company. May I have your name, pronouns, and policy number, please? Uh, yeah, um, Sherwood, Diana Sherwood, uh, she, her, and, um, hang on, I've got it right here. Four, two, uh, G is in gamma, uh, H, six, three, seven, one, and the and symbol, I think is what that is. All right, and how may I help you, Miss Sherwood? Um, so I don't know how else to put this, but my car has been melted. Like... Can you expand on that? Well, uh, well, it was blue. Um, most of the paint is gone from the roof and the front of the hood and the back of the trunk. Um, the tires are kind of flat. It smells really bad. Um, melted. Melted as in acidic melting? Have there been any abnormally acidic weather events? No, we don't really get that here. My sister gets that in Oregon, but no, not anything like that. Is the paint and or exposed metal bubbled at all? Um, yeah, I think the paint's a little bubbled, yeah. And how does the interior of the car seem? Is it damaged as well? Yeah, so where it got in through the windows, it's sort of, uh, the upholstery's, like, missing in big splotches, and you can kind of see the foam, but it, it, I mean, it looks like somebody dumped really hot acid on certain parts of the upholstery. Now, when you say got in through the windows, were the windows open at all, or do you mean something phased or shown through the glass? I think it's more just that it warped, like the metal above the window warped, like the glass is actually intact, but it like warped and then whatever it was got in. So it wasn't a perfect seal. And you said that the tires were deflated. Is there any other notable damage to them? I mean, the treads are gone. Bald gone or? On the top, yeah. I I think where it's on the ground, it's probably still got treads, but it's all warped. All right. Have you tested to see whether the vehicle is drivable at all? Uh, if I could get the door open or my key in what used to be the ignition, but yeah, no, I I don't think I'd need like a crowbar. I see. So the doors are welded shut, you would say? Very much so. Okay. Did you notice any drippage around the car? Or is it more that things have puddled entirely? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the stuff gathering around the sides of my car are more of my car. Hmm. And are you able to pop the trunk or open the hood of the vehicle? Uh, I, I, no, um, no, I, I don't think so. All right, that's completely fine. Just trying to make sure that I have a full picture of the damage so I can help you best. I mean, it looks like a Lego that was left out in the sun. (laughs) Ah, yes, I see what you're saying. Now, when exactly did this happen? Um, well, I came home at like 7.30 after my shift was done. I parked it where I usually do. 
Um, I I'm assuming overnight I didn't have any real reason to go out to my car. So, unfortunately, time range is anywhere between, you know, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. this morning when I got up. Did you hear any unusual sounds during the night? Or maybe see any strange lights out your window? No. Uh, my TV got really, really staticky at probably 11.30-ish. It made me go to bed early because I couldn't get anything on any channels. Does that count? That could be important information, so I'll add it to my notes. Have you noticed any signs in the area that might point to this having been caused by a physical presence? Like maybe there's been abnormal paw prints in the grass, or bits of fur or feathers, reptile scales, anything like that? Um, no. You know, my neighbor came over in the morning and he thought it might have been like a dragon or something. But you know, those things are pretty loud. I feel like I would have noticed if it had set my car on fire. But I... I, I don't I don't know. It, it just happened. You also would have likely felt the ground shake, um, and I'm assuming because you haven't mentioned that, that nothing like that occurred. No, no. So, wait, look. If I can't figure out what did it, am I not going to get, like, a claim? Can I not get a new car? I can almost 100% assure you that based on the types of damages you are describing, you are completely covered. The next steps from our side would be to send an assessor to look at the damage, just to verify that things are as you've described, as well as potentially identifying what caused it. Because if it's, let's say, something that lives in the woods by your apartment, then we would want to make sure that there are next steps in place to help ensure that this doesn't repeatedly happen. Right. Perhaps you parked somewhere that it considers to be its territory, or it thought that your car was a mate and it attempted some kind of mating ritual and- With my car. You would be surprised at- I, okay, uh, what, well, I, I mean, okay, I live in an apartment complex, so there were lots of cars to choose from. So, should I be flattered or insulted? Well, I certainly can't speak to that, but perhaps the combination of the color and style of your car are what caused this incident to occur. In which case, I think that would be important information for us to figure out before you potentially went and bought a new vehicle that might encounter the same issue. Right. These are just steps so that you can go on from this event with much more confidence that it won't happen again and you won't be inconvenienced by something of this nature in the future. I mean, I'm already, okay, I, I'm already late for work. There's nothing I can do about that. I have a follow-up question. Does your claim coverage, does that cover removal of my old car? Like, you know, getting it out of, because I only have the one parking spot. So would you be able to take my melted car so that I could park my new car? We will definitely be able to get a tow company involved, but you said that there was car essentially pooled around the base of the vehicle. Is this... Based on looking at it, was this sticking your car to- Yeah, I- <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to see a regular tow truck remove this. So, not only is my car not drivable, but my only allowed parking spot in my unit is now taken up by the melted remains of my car. So that's great. Hmm. 
depending on whether it is something that some heavier equipment could pry up from the pavement without much damage, or if it would require a more thorough excavation, we probably need to reach out to your building. The specifics of the insurance they have and potentially even your rental policy may impact what immediate action we can take. Oh great, my landlord already doesn't like me. Okay. Well, there is, depending on the policy of your building and the exact area that you live in, the onus may be on them to have coverage for this type of incident. Certainly getting the car out of that spot is in everyone's best interest, seeing as it might draw whatever occurred back to the scene of the crime, so to speak. Oh no. So there is a vested interest from your landlord in getting this taken care of, even if they feel inconvenienced by the ordeal. If they were to be uncooperative, and this happened to another resident's car in the meantime, there could be legal risk due to negligence in warning other residents or failure to implement any general deterrence. Oh great, I'll be patient zero in the car melting fiasco. Well, hopefully this is just a one-off kind of event, but like I said, we will send someone out to assess the damage and the situation as a whole. Okay. I will forward you the information for the company that we choose to send. I may need to consult with my colleagues on the exact type of consultant we should send out so that they have the best chance of figuring out what exactly happened here. But we will be in touch. In the meantime, if you could pass along the information from your landlord so that we can get in contact with them, that would be very helpful for the next stages of car removal, first and foremost. Oh, yeah, I can email you that stuff. Uh, if they do end up getting the car off my, you know, my parking spot and they get the trunk open, can I at least have my jumper cables back? I have to buy a new car. I'd rather not have to shop for new jumper cables. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, the car is still your property. Anything salvageable is yours. Um, we could even have it towed to a local scrapyard that may be able to help with that. And you might also be able to get some compensation for any usable parts if the engine and those kinds of things are salvageable. Yeah, this is a new definition of totaled for me. Okay, well, thanks anyway. Yes, of course. Before you go, for your reference, your claim number is 322... Oh, wait. Hang on. Pen. Uh, okay, start over. My apologies. Uh, your claim number is number 322856. Okay, got it. Alrighty, thanks. Alright, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Uh, if I'm being honest, I have no clue who to send this to. Could be a cryptid, could be an extremely localized weather event like a solar flare. If my manager is listening, let it be known that I'm going to reach out to you for some guidance on this kind of claim. But in the meantime, I will be forwarding it to both of the aforementioned departments as well as general investigations, in case they've heard of anything like this before. 
I would advise that even before we are sure of what exactly happened, we need to start arrangements for removing the vehicle. Hopefully with as little damage as possible to the parking lot itself, but if it's stuck on there like it sounds, we might need to hit up one of our demolitions crews to get some heavy-duty equipment involved. Follow-up with the apartment building management will be necessary before any steps are taken, so I'll loop legal in on that since we may need to interface with another insurance company. But once we get in contact with them, things will most likely need to move pretty quickly. Unless... There is a chance that what we have with this melted car is akin to an abandoned wasp's nest, and that it might actually act as a deterrent to future attacks. Hmm. With that in mind, I'm going to CC the Barriers and Prevention team. We'll likely need their expertise either way once we're in conversation with building management about next steps. Due to the time-sensitive nature of this incident, I'm going to move the follow-up call to tomorrow, rather than waiting the standard week for the customer to get back to us with the requested information. We need to get someone out there ASAP, so scheduling will need to make that call and set something up within the next few days. It would be helpful to have as much information as possible while working with apartment management. And honestly, they may be less willing to cooperate if they think we don't know what we're talking about. Hopefully we can actually figure out what we're dealing with once we get out there to see it. This episode of The Supernatural Protection Company was improvised by friend of the show Firefly and Safta Something, based on a concept by Firefly. It was produced by Safta Something, with cover art by Ash Letty. If you like the show, or have your own supernatural issues and need advice, let us know by tweeting at the SPC Podcast, and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash something for early episodes and bonus content. Leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice, and recommend us to your friends. Who knows? They may need our help.